0: What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host Justin Belanger. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I know I did. Uh, I hope you're relaxed. I hope you're ready to go. I hope you're ready to take on the world. A lot is happening here with uh, High Button Sports behind the scene. As uh, some of you may know, hockey is coming back. Minor league hockey, junior A, junior, not minor league, but you know what I mean, junior, midget, bantam, women's hockey all that good stuff, and we're just trying to line up to make sure that our scheduling uh, matches our podcast schedule to make sure that we're going to be able to attend most of these games. Uh, if you see our new website, we see that we offer a new live streaming service, which we're very happy and proud about. Uh, so we're trying to be at many as many games as we can as possible to live stream these games so the parents that can't attend these games, unfortunately, can see the games at home. So that's one thing that we're working on—the whole live streaming business—and we're trying to get in as many rinks as we can. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of fun, uh, it's a lot of scheduling, but it's going to be all worth it once hockey is uh, is rolling. Um, and speaking of professional hockey, Dallas and Tampa—I guess—but I'm rooting for Dallas. Uh, Mr. Rick Bonus, they're down three, two, two. Tampa, hell of a series, though. Like my God, what a gutsy win by Dallas the other day. And just you got to give it to the NHL for pulling all this off. It's incredible. What I think Elliot Freeman said it was like seventy-five million dollars was the budget to make this bubble run. And, you know, the NHL, of course, they have tons of money, but they didn't have to do this. But they did. They went ahead and they made this happen for us, the fans at home. So, you know, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy to, to see sports and, and hockey uh, flourish. You know, good for basketball, good for baseball. I know some things are a little flawed, but for the most part, things are happening, things are going, and things are running uh, as, smoothly, as smoothly as possible in times like this. Um, and, you know, we try to copy the same standard, try to run as smoothly as possible. Uh, as possible during times like this. Anyways, enough about me, enough about High Button Sports. Let's get to our guest today. Today on the High Button Podcast, very excited about this guest, Nicholas Nahas. Nicholas is the owner and operator of King of Donair. King of Donair is everyone's late night snack, everyone's late night favorite, everyone's late night quick grab, go to bed, 3 a.m., Donair, garlic fingers, pizza, Whatever the hell you want, King of Donair has it. Uh, It came to Halifax in 1973, believe it or not. Uh, I'm not sure who actually brought it to Halifax. It might have been his uncle, someone told me. Anyways, we'll find out today. But anyways, we're excited to have Nicholas on the podcast. I'm Justin. We're talking to Nicholas. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. (music) All right, Nicholas, we're going. What do you want, Nicholas or Nick? Whatever you like.
1: I kind of like Nicholas. Yeah? We'll go with Nicholas. 3-2 three, two, three, two and uh, imaginary one, it's uh, Wayne's World.
0: We, ha- <laughs> we were working on that because this is, what, what's this, Mark, your second week now? Uh, yeah, second, second week. We were working on that with first week of training, the 3-2, but we finally got it down. Yeah, yeah. Same with all the cameras and stuff. <laughs> so how's your week going? I guess it's Monday, probably. Monday. You just started.
1: Yeah, just starting. I don't finish, so it's kind of continuation, but week's going, week's going well.
0: Well, that's the thing, like, weekends must be, like, the busiest for you. Yeah. And then Monday mornings, just is it a little bit relaxing, or there's still just always things going for you?
1: Always things going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you guys just opened up the uh, rock climbing place.
1: Uh, well, that's, uh, there are tenants, but, okay. uh, yeah, we, we've got the building, but. It's awesome. Yeah, rock climbing, and, the, and then it's hopping next door at the brewery, too, so.
0: Man, it's a great little setup you guys got down there. We love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And every time we see Quake, he's always bringing you guys up too. That you guys always have something. Every time we bring you guys up, other than your food and your donairs and things like that that we'll get into, we always talk about your marketing. Yeah, like you guys are very good at that.
1: Yeah, thank very you. Very good yeah. at the marketing. Yeah, we aspect. we love Quake too. So uh, yeah, yeah, big fans. He loves you guys too, <laughs>
0: and he loves your food. Well, yeah. So do I. You're good. Um, I don't. I, I guess I want to start. I don't even know how far back I want to start, but I did a little bit of research. I saw 1973 Kod was.
1: Brought to Halifax. That's right. And who was that brought here by? Uh, Peter Gamalakis. Okay, I couldn't pronounce the last name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's a he's a Greek immigrant. Um, okay. He came here. Uh, I want to lift that up a bit. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not sure when he, when he came, but um, he started, uh, he was here before 73, obviously. And, uh, you know, the it's no secret that the gyro or gyro uh, is a Greek, uh, you know, delicacy. Or I wouldn't know if it's called it delicacy, but it's a, it's a Greek dish. Yeah. Um, and he tried to, you know, hit a couple of restaurants before and tried to serve that. It wasn't taking off and then he just made some changes basically to you know, the two main components, the sauce and, and the meat. So, you know, going from the gyro, uh, adding the beef, where gyro usually, you know, lamb or um, a, a blend. And then the sauce, which is typically on the gyros, is the uh, tzatziki. So, and he created the doner sauce, which is more of a sweet, uh, yeah. tangy. Yeah. And uh, that's when, uh, you know, he perfected that at, at KOD and in the same kitchen that we still run out of Kumpa uh, Road.
0: So, what do you mean he tried to hit a couple locations before? Like, he tried the recipe a couple times before? Oh, at no, he, he, had, he had other restaurants. Oh, start. he had other yeah, restaurants? Yeah, yeah. oh where, okay. where he served
1: uh the euro gyro, okay, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and then uh and then he um eventually he had velos before and then which velos was still going around not too long ago but um and then king of donaires where he made the the donaire like what we know today is a donaire yeah. it was was invented by Peter you know in 73.
0: wow yeah. is he still with us
1: no no his son uh, Leo is but okay. uh and Leo you know when Leo drops by it's it's funny I'll go into the the back and he remembers oh after school that's where i would go and he could still you know old school people cut the uh you know cut the donor meat by the by hand with the electric knife and that guy can cut it thinner than our electric knives can right
0: wow yeah i remember the first time i ever met you when we did do a little video at kod like i said three three years ago now maybe and i asked you the question i said well what's the biggest difficulty for someone that's starting here as a new job like what, what's the hardest thing for them to do is it to make the donor? is it to make the pizza and you said cutting the doner meat Thinly, yeah. You said that's a real skill, and it takes a real master to master that. For sure. So, what do you think the key is to that when you're training someone? Just like I'm training Mark with the, the mics and stuff. What's what's your key to training cutting the the, the air?
1: Just uh, practice. I mean, Just c- keep doing c- consistency, it. Consistency, yeah. Because yeah. even even if you you know you can have your blade set to a certain you know uh, uh, thinness, but then. It's not just up, down, up, down. You want to, you know, you try and keep half and half of a, of a of a slice of meat. You know, you don't want a fully cooked meat. You want half cooked because we have a secondary cooking process. We have to put the meat on the grill afterwards on the on the griddle. Okay. So you don't want a full, you know, cut meat. You kind of want to go half cooked and half uncooked, but not really. Half less cooked. That so you can say. dry it out? Like you can dry oh, yeah, for it, sure. can you? Yeah. If you let, let the uh, rotisserie go, you know, the whole day, it's just going to dry your meat out. It's just such a juicy piece of meat. You just think it would never be able to dry out. It's just so good every time you get it. You can bring some life back to it by putting it on the grill and throwing some uh, water on it. But yeah, yeah, it definitely can dry out.
0: At what point do you think it kind of took over the culture? Because I'm sure in 1973 when it first came, everyone was like, oh, it's good. But obviously in 2020, it's taken over. You know, It's the official food of Halifax. At what point do you think... It started to it started to become in the culture here.
1: I would say I would say you know I, I can't I wasn't around for it, but just hearing stories you know from the I call them the old heads coming back yeah. in, in the late '80s, yeah. you know, because we are such a big university city. Uh, Never thought of that. Yeah, it was all you know because people it's all it's a drunk food, it's a drunk food, which it has that stigma, which is fine, and, and it still is delicious, you know, when you're drinking. But um, it's it's blown up since that. It's all the students who would be out drinking late at night, come home. And uh, and you know want something to eat or you know get on a pizza corner and have a, have a have a doner. um and then they go home and they go away so they're coming back with you know whether they're taking their kids to St Mary's or Dalhousie so it's a, that that's sort of probably 50 plus age that we're hearing stories about so I think it's that uh, I would put it around the mid 80s to late 80s that you know when all these students came and then they go back to Ontario they go back to out west or yeah. to the states and spread the word and so I'd say in my opinion around the late 80s
0: and it's really cool how you know the pop culture of it is
1: starting to spread. Across across Canada yeah because
0: don't you have a couple stores out west for now? sure
1: yeah and I would say that sort of the 80s will be like one spike but then we had another spike too you know sort of the social media uh, yep. uh, era which just like boomed it to another level and yeah right now we're we're four locations out west with a, a Calgary location open up in November
0: wow yeah. congrats man that's nice. awesome yeah
1: yeah we're pretty pumped that's a big accomplishment
0: yeah yeah I remember back in the day, like it was like, "Oh, this is an official donair meat. Oh, this is an official donair sauce." But you guys were always the official of having the right meat,
1: having the right sauce. So to have your establishment across Canada now, yeah, no, it's a big deal. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. And um, you know, I've I've eaten donairs all across the country, and and uh, I'm telling you, it's you'll you'll get people, and and I get it. They're like passionate about their backyard, you know, their neighborhood donair shop. Oh, mine's the best. Mine's the best. And and I get that, but uh, there's no comparison. No, there really isn't. No, and there's something about. There's something about an advertisement
0: from you that just gets me. I don't know what, I think it was the King of Donair video with Quake that he did. I don't know how many years ago now. Me and my roommate were watching it on YouTube. And within 20 minutes after watching that video, I was at your place getting a <laughs> Donair. There's yeah. something about a commercial, not even a commercial, yeah. just a, a picture of it on Instagram, a tweet about it on Twitter. It's something that captures you and you're like, I, I need that. I don't know what it is. It's almost it's almost like McDonald's, how you see a McDonald's commercial and you're like, I need a double quarter pounder. It's yeah. the
1: same effect with the donaire. I just Okay, I see it. I'm going to go grab one. No, that's it cool. And it's it's a fun food, right? And it's yeah. it, I think there's a bit of mystery to yeah. to it as well, yeah. uh, and and the fact that when you've had it, you you know like it's it's almost like your mind's like these things should not go together so well. The sweet and cold sauce with with uh, spicy meat. Like who thinks that it's you know think of like putting icing on a steak. Like that doesn't sound good. No, you know, and 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 not that those two things are the same, but you know our sauce is very. Sweet, there's no no secret that there's sugar in it, yeah. and then the meat is nice spiced beef, Yeah. Um, and they taste delicious together. So it's unreal. Yeah. It's a good little recipe you got. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so how did you get involved in the game? Like, did you were you born into it? How
1: how did you? Yeah. How did it come about? Born into it. I mean, Born into it? Yeah. My, my father is a Lebanese immigrant and, and they sort of, you know, he's still to this day, he's, he's, you know, hustling and grinding in the office and, you know, ever since we're three brothers, uh, you know, ever since we could walk, he would take us to the stores and do what we could, whether it's balancing the floats or, you know, learning the codes, combinations on the safe or, uh, you know, when we get a bit older, you know, working in the store behind the counter. Um, so ever since we, you know, basically could walk, we go around with him and learn and, and, uh, you know, we obviously took some time off and went to school. And, uh, you know, we did our own thing for a while. Like, I'm, I'm a lawyer by trade. My right. other brother's a lawyer as well. The other one's an engineer. But now we're all in the family business and uh, working full full time.
0: Do you have any early memories of maybe post-school going back to the donair shop and just trying to cut something and maybe messing up? Like, if you're in the shop that early, you must have some memories.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I you know, mean, my, my younger brother, he, uh, he fell in the – we used to have, like, literally like a big garbage can – Rubbermaid tub of, of sauce that's how we used to make the the, the pizza sauce sorry he fell into a, a bucket of pizza sauce <laughs> that's true sir. it's pretty funny but um yeah I don't I mean we get in trouble you know we have to go work there or work New Year's Eve or yeah. you know late nights and, yeah. um you know there's Yeah, nothing that comes off the top of my head.
0: Everything that, you know, every time something gets brought up about an immigrant's work ethic and it's instilled by their father or their grandparents, you must have experienced, you obviously experienced that firsthand. Mm -hmm. Talk about the work ethic. Talk about the dedication that goes into building an
1: empire like you guys have. It's just, it's nonstop. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like I, uh, you know, I wish I had half the energy my father still has at at this age, right? It's just, it's something that, that, you know, you come here with nothing. And, and, and so that's just this feed. And it's, it's no, no, I mean, everyone knows the story of someone coming and being hungry. It's just the the hunger and, and it just doesn't end and wanting to better yourself and better yourself, you know, your family's life. And it's just, uh, it's, uh, something, uh, it's impressive. And, um, something that, that I take pride that I, uh, that I, you know, have and, and I'm giving to my kids too. Yeah. So. Oh, your father. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah, well, cool. Two, two boys. Yeah, two nice. boys. Yeah. Are they in the shop too? Uh, they, they do. I've once five, so he comes with me. Uh, they both, you know, ate their first, uh, bit of doner meat before I'd say two years old. So no, gotta <laughs> get in them, them early.
0: Right. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's
0: great that it's a family business. I love there's a YouTube channel called Munchies out there, and they love going to New York and, and like, Italian neighborhoods and, you know, family-oriented, uh, I don't know, restaurants. Yeah. And you see the work ethic that goes into the, the father, even the mother, when they just work their ass off for yeah. 20 years while the kids go to school, and then they come back, and then the next thing you know, that's the neighborhood staple. Yeah, yeah. And it's incredible to see how, I don't know, just a shitload of work ethic can create something like that. It's really cool. And the cool thing I thought was about some of these videos is how people come in and they know you by first name i love that the the first name basis how you doing tony good to see you robert how are you james things like that that i just love and unfortunately i kind of see it going away with you know life but a neighborhood staple is something that i think is
1: uh, a very underrated thing and i think kod I think has that. Yeah, no, you know, it's it's, it's a nice thing for sure. Like, uh, you know, especially our quimple Road. There's no no question that has yeah. that. I mean, I've seen people who who've grown from from literally elementary school to being fathers and and, and mothers now and parents. Uh, and then people have seen me, and we just over the years. I mean, you're looking at you know, for me, I'm 36, and you know, no exaggeration, being there since I was 10 years old. You know, that's just you, you see a lot of people come and go, and and. Uh, I hope this gets instilled with the you know the franchises at west because they're not really they don't have that history behind them it's like you know you open up in 2017 2020 it's uh it'd be nice for that to continue but it's it's always nice we try and you try and instill the halifax history into these other cities in our stores on the walls uh in our training yeah um so i mean we we ideally we'd like to get people to train in a in a halifax location but you know with covid going on now it's not not really possible
0: oh so people that own the franchises at west you train
1: them here we've we've had that happen with um with uh, one of the places before and and now it's just it's not possible and a lot of our stores here they're they're old school like i said the 73 that kitchen is we've done some renos but it's not how we would open up a new store a new build right it's uh it's not the most efficient way but it works for us here yeah so we we like to train them in a, in a newer store uh, but when the time comes i mean we have franchise you know our franchise partners who want to come they want to see the history where it was done and and you know work behind the the original the og we call it the og store right
0: so what are some things that you like to instill in new people that start to work for you what are what are some things that you like to
1: train them on just, just even the history of knowing because not so much this summer but i mean you know, there are summer months. The tourist season. We have. We'll serve every every day. There's no question. We'll serve some of the first stone air. But in the summer season, we have more tourists and locals eating. So you, you're always going to have someone coming in asking questions. Oh, when was this? When did you start this? When was the donair around? What, what what's what's in this? So you're just trying to give them a bit of information, history on what the people are eating because they're going to question that, no no doubt, right?
0: Yeah, that's almost half the. Enjoyment of eating a donor is knowing the history about it. I yeah. never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: when you do go into your store, it is just pictures on the wall. It is just history of Halifax. It yeah. is just history. It's history. Yeah. We try and tell a story with it because it's not just like you're, you're not just eating a hamburger from, from McDonald's. As, as good as that is, there there's more to it. Yeah. yeah. What was it like meeting uh, Anthony Bourdain? It was cool. You know, it, it was, uh, he was super mellow, super chill. Um, you know, he's, you gotta, he has everyone, Every day of his life would have been like talking about food, food, food. And what do you think of this? What do you think of that? What do you think of our oysters, our seafood? So he was... It was almost like a bit of breath of fresh air you know talking to him in my opinion this is i, I can't speak for him but you know we, we had a uh, my brother and i were there we had uh, a common you know uh, activity with him he, he was a blue belt in jiu jitsu we do jiu jitsu as well so and we trained under the same guy Hensel Gracie so uh for him to sort of speak about jiu jitsu when it's food 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 90 you know 99% of his day it was almost like oh, man, this is cool. Let's talk about something else. And that was something that he picked up late in his life that he really loved and enjoyed, and that was his new drug, was jiu-jitsu. So uh, we, we talked a bit about that, and he had the donaire, and, 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 you know, his words were it was marvelous, which I, I find funny. Like, I've never eaten anything in my life and said, this is marvelous, you know. So it was, it was uh, that, that descriptive word really stuck out. But, no, he he was cool. He was he's tall. He's a, he's a big dude. <laughs> he
0: was tall. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Were the cameras with him there? Was he just here on vacation?
1: No, he was, uh, so there's a, uh, in Wolfville, they do a food film festival called Devour. And, um, each year they bring in, you know, us, they try and sort of mix it up with a celebrity or a celebrity chef. They almost go one and one. And, uh, this was in the, it was an after party, um, for, uh, I don't know who it was for, but sort of a VIP, I guess, after party. And it was in a shed of, uh, one of the donors or sponsors, uh, uh, shed in their house in, in wolfville okay so there was literally like stacks of wood behind us and tools all behind us like where we set up our donair machine um so he just came he was there for maybe you know 15 20 minutes yeah. uh had a donair chatted a bit and then, and then took off
0: that's awesome yeah little moments like that to kind of make the whole thing worth it just it, meeting a guy like that yeah
1: yeah no it was super cool that's awesome yeah.
0: maddie matheson too you met him yeah
1: yeah maddie he comes he's, he's he's well he's hilarious yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know about swearing on this and bring him up it's hard not to swear but um, <laughs> he, yeah, no, he's he's great. He's uh, we love him. We've Been huge fans of him, and uh, and he comes in uh, when he's in town. He'll stop by and yeah, and uh, shoot the shit and have some food. Cause he's
0: from Mon- where is he? He's from New Brunswick, I thought. He's a uh, local guy, Maritime guy.
1: He 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 spent some time. He lived here, I believe, in, in Dartmouth. But um, I think he's from uh, somewhere outside Toronto.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's so many cool food facts around, not full facts, but just food culture from around here that you can go all over the world to. I don't know, dude. look at Maddie. He's an international guy and he just came from here. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that's the one thing I love about this podcast, not even food, not even in sports business. There's just so many great people that come from this part of the world that yeah. can go, you know, look at you, you're across Canada. You have stores all, all over the place. It's yeah. a, it's a cool part of the world that I love. It is. Yeah. You know, there's so many cultural experiences that you can share with the world. I, I like it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I guess plans for, I don't want to say expansion, but like, what do what you, what's, what, when you're a business owner, you're always thinking, what's the next move? Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say it on the podcast, but in your mind, what do you think about on a daily basis other than serving food?
1: Uh, I, lo- I love, I love, just... I love talking about food. I mean, like, like uh, it's everything like this is, you know, we're, we're a family business. This is part of the portfolio. We're, we're into some other things. I know we're focused on the food here, but so it's, it's, this is the most fun, you know, uh, thing to talk about, but we're. We're always working on whether it's development or yeah. or uh, new stores or or um, you know we've got a bar as well which is fun to sort of you can have fun with that as well. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know the the goal with with King of Donair is, is to you know blow it up to you know the hundred unit level and <laughs> and we've we're in talks now with with going down to the states and the U S. With, I mean it's hard to grow with one off franchise partners. Um. So we're looking at you know almost conglomerates to sort of take a package here you have the rights for x amount of stores for this state or this province or this city i should say so that's that's the the, uh you know five-year plan or less than five-year plan but cool um yeah so we'll see how it goes what are the
0: biggest challenges with franchising i watched the movie you ever see the movie the founder
1: yeah wicked movie wicked movie yeah um and i love that and i I have to watch it again just there's just so many good things about it and it's probably the biggest food franchise success story in, in the world right um it, just getting the, the right franchise partner. I mean, you yeah. don't just, you're not just going to, you know, we're, we're learning this. We, we, you know, we've never really franchised before and and uh, you don't want just, here, here's a check for X amount of dollars. I'm going to open up a store. You can't just give it to everyone. Everyone wants to work it. Who wants to, you know, say I own, I own a business. Yeah. It's hard work. I mean, you've got to be owner operator to be successful. It's not just, I want to buy this because I think it'd be cool to have in my portfolio or or uh, I think it's going to make me money. You've got to be, working the late hours you've got to be cleaning the dishes you've got to be doing you know uh, having great customer service you can't just buy it give it to someone to run and, and, and expect it to be successful so I guess just picking the right right partners it's like it's one thing I always think about here you know
0: you know we're a small company but we're starting to grow and there's a lot more aspects that come my way that I have to take care of you know training him just you know getting all this set up things that are happening on a day-to-day basis and I find myself my hands are in a lot of a lot of avenues. Yeah. And I find sometimes the quality of the work can't be there because I'm having to work on so many things. So it seems like you're going through that or you've been going through that. How old are you? 34? 36. 36 years old and you have what you have. So I guess what's the one thing that you like to take pride in when it comes to the business?
1: Um, you know, up until I'd say last year was really, you know, strict 100% family that, okay. that we're doing it. And, and there comes a point where you can't, and we're all pretty hands-on, and it comes a point where you, you realistically you can't do everything. Um, okay. you know, where, where it's from the legal to the accounting, to the, the marketing, to everything, you know, you've got to give up something at some point. And that's tough for me. That, yeah, it's, it, it
0: is tough. I get like, cause I'm so control of, I need I, to have my hands in everything. Was I that tough it, for you? For
1: sure. Yeah. And, and it still is. And we're slowly like, I mean, we, we can't say okay we can't run operations out west i mean so we've got some boots on the ground out west now we've got great partners in uh in vancouver uh who are close enough to go flying to edmonton or flying to calgary and um and and deal with things there um but then you know in terms of challenges too the whole COVID has just created like this massive challenge for the entire world yeah but uh, there's also good you know uh possibilities with it as well and
0: yeah, yeah. How did the changes like affect you guys? Were you? I don't even know the restaurant industry. As soon as everything hit, did you guys have to shut down completely? No. So, uh,
1: speaking here for for Halifax, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, we were we were probably busier. Yeah. Um, because everyone just we were on every third party app that came from Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, DoorDash, the Food Highway. We 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 were on them. Um, it's a double edged sword with those because that's where the business is for in terms of delivery. Like we have all in house delivery as well, but then people are pulling away from it just because the ease of going on your phone and and clicking with your your thumb and not having to speak to anyone. And uh, so, but then the other side of the sword is that, that, they kill you with commission, I mean, that they take from it. But, you know, then you, you go back, flip onto the other side. People are upselling. You don't need a, uh, you know, our employees aren't necessarily going to say, hey, do you want to add cheese to that? Do you want to add this to that? I mean, it's it's all done for you. They're, you don't have to worry about uh, customer service. It's just click, click, click. So you're getting higher ticket items. Okay. Um, so we were on those since day one. And during, you know, the height of the pandemic, People were ordering on, on there like crazy. No, because, oh, it was nuts. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so so we've really focused more, and even our new builds, we're going smaller footprint. To what uh, does that mean? Smaller like fo- uh, like smaller... less, less in house seating. Okay. Um, to uh, not that we had, you know, we weren't a we weren't a sit in dine in restaurant, but, uh, we're you know basically having the minimal amount of seating and focusing more on on even I don't know if you want to call it desktops or, or areas for the tablets. Okay. And for for you know uh, uh delivery because a lot of you know. Even here, a lot of places have closed in their dining. Uh, if they do have dining, it's, it's you know, limited because of the di- social distancing and that. So, it's a lot more uh, focused on delivery.
0: Everything's changing so quickly. Yeah. Oh, you have to keep up with
1: absolutely everything. Yeah. It's incredible. I remember, uh, I went to, a couple years ago and I was in New York and uh, Virgil's, it's a it's a barbecue restaurant. Okay. And, uh you know, place sits hundreds of people. And at that time, you know, obviously the population, they've got more businesses in there. They literally had probably the size of this table of half a dozen, eight different tablets of different food delivery companies, which they had to adapt. And they would they didn't have that years ago, you know, and, and and add the pandemic onto that and add less people going out to eat. I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like there right now.
0: Do you like to do that? Do you like to travel places and kind of see what other people do and mimic it? Totally. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How does that help you in a sense? Because, you know
1: good ideas man i mean you don't i like to think uh you know i've we've got three heads you know and and here in Halifax, the brothers we've got good ideas amongst us but we we don't know everything and and uh you know you go to big cities where food is they live and breathe it uh you know on on steroids you know (laughs) it's they've they've just got so many good things that we don't have or haven't thought about Yeah. yeah
0: it's interesting where the food industry is going yeah you know, are, are families cooking at home more or are families ordering from Skip the Dishes more? I think Skip the Dishes. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. More convenient. For sure.
1: People are l- really busy. It's super convenient. but it's, And it's crazy expensive. Like, even I find myself catching, it's just like, oh, I'm lazy. I'll just go on, look at my, my order history. Yeah. And you, you press a button and it's done. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to talk to anyone. And, and now <laughs> they literally just leave it on your doorstep and yeah. send you a text and say, hey, your food's here. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, you're talking about expansion or new things. One one thing that we we tried to get here, and um, but the, the pandemic kind of put a halt on it. Uh, is uh, we, out West, we started our chicken doner as well, which we haven't brought in Halifax yet, but we, we will eventually, and it's basically, you know, giving someone an option who doesn't want to eat beef or who doesn't eat beef or wants to change. It's the protein base is all chicken. It's the same spices, added a new sauce, a bit new toppings. So that's something that's, uh, I guess, new for, for yeah. us that we were kind of thinking, what can we do here to, to get a bigger piece of the pie for yeah. in terms of people eating?
0: Always thinking. Yeah. Always thinking ahead. What to. about the vegetarian option? Have you guys thought of that, or is that too far gone? No, like it's, you, you
1: can't. Uh, we have veggie pizza. I mean, if that's you want, yeah, <laughs> get but, a cheese pizza. <laughs> you, you you, yeah, exactly. You, you can't. You can't please everyone. I love yeah. that answer.
0: Yeah. I love how you're not saying, "Oh, we're trying." No, hey, we're good. Yeah, I love that.
1: You know, one one thing, not to stray too far off. We had uh, the Donair cam um, a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember hearing about that. It was the what? Li- the Donair cam. It was literally donaircam.com. It was <laughs> um, literally a twenty-four-seven video camera on our um, on our Donair. One of our uh, spits. I did see this. So it was rotating. Yes. So yeah. literally, I mean, that, that just blew up like crazy. I, I can't even, I've got the stats on it at home, but it's it was insane. Like our first viral thing that we did, and uh, we had people from 160-something countries watching. And literally the, when the lights would turn on, when an employee would come in, we get phone calls from Germany, phone calls from no. Russia. Like It was just insane. So at night we'd have fun because literally just spinning like this with nothing on it. So we put toys on there. We put certain things. We made a joke. We put we put a, an onion and a tomato on it and it was just rotating and we said this is our vegetarian cam. <laughs> we had vegetarians and uh, you know calling us and emailing us, oh trying to boycott us, don't eat here. It's like, are you kidding me, man? Like, come on. First oh of my all, god. you're not you're vegetarian, you're not eating you're not eating this anyway, so we don't care. And second of all, lighten up. Relax. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I remember the the, the pizza eating contest was awesome. It yeah. Was two
1: year, excuse me, that was two years ago. That was a great time. Yeah. That no, was, it was awesome. It was fun. And, and actually, the, the guy who won that, he's done quite a few of our our, uh, our eating contests, Joel Hanson. He's just been nonstop this whole time in the States traveling. He must have hit up 50 different spots. Has uh, been winning? Uh, I don't think he's doing like competitions he's just doing like like features he's going with a couple other big eaters and uh, <laughs> just kind of saying like meet us here like almost like a meet and greet thing. no way and he has fans oh yeah yeah and he's he's big time. I remember like
0: walking in there there was probably like 50 maybe 60 people sitting in there yeah. maybe a bit more. And they were actual fans. Like there was a guy that traveled. He just like, yeah, I just got here from Calgary. I'm ready to compete. You know the guy I'm talking about. I forget the guy. Stepdaddy J. Stepdaddy (laughs) J. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was hilarious. That guy took over the room. He walked in. He had the whole persona going. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. He's still eating too.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Make a living off it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was a great time. But that comes back to the whole marketing thing. You guys think differently. You guys are outside the box. Outside the box. You know, just
1: it's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's a great thing. Actually, we've got partners, uh, our Australian uh, pizza box partners. They they, uh, they actually say they think inside the box. So I don't know if you've seen our uh, our relatively new pizza boxes. We like to switch them up. So it's called a pizza bib. I've seen. And yeah, you open it up, tear it up, and you wear it almost like to protect your shirt, but it's more funny than anything. So <laughs> their whole saying is, "We think inside the box." Oh, I get that.
0: Yeah. I like that inside the box. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Who didn't? Who has one? Like Randy has one from Trailer Park Boys.
1: Quake had one yeah, or Quake something. Yeah, we one right now. Yeah, does he? Yeah, we've had uh, we got some new ones coming out for Christmas too, and Dumb and Dumber, and uh, you know Julian and hockey player, basketball player. You know Tupac. We had Tupac one for a while. That's nice. Who's yeah. the artist? Um, it's this guy out in uh, Australia. Some dude I've even met him, but he's uh, buddies with our, our pizza guys, our box guys. That's sick. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to know this.
0: I'm sure it's different for every other pizza place don't air place the out of the whole year I'm, I'm assuming it's the Super Bowl. but what's the busiest
1: day uh you know I, I don't think I can... and Do if it? you
0: if you can't answer that busiest day of the week and what time
1: uh fr- I mean so so it's a bit it's because our our stores here they're, they're they're different demographics you know our Safa location is is heavy pizza based you know you go there on a Friday you're it's just lined about the door for, for pizza, right? Uh, and it's all pick up bedroom communities, so they go pick their pizza up and they go home, and take it for the family. Whereas down, say, Kumpo Road, for example, we've got, now we've got the brewery beside us and it's people walking, a lot of walking customers and late night customers, uh, you know, whereas out in Saffold, you're not, it's basically dead after 10 p.m. Whereas in Kumpo Road, that's, you know, our busiest time kind of thing. Um, so I can't pinpoint a day, but uh, Super Bowl is busy. Um, but it, I mean, it'd have to be a season like summertime, tourist. You know, like summer, yeah, and, and and like I said before, donair has this this sort of stigma of a late night drunk food, but it's you know I'd say another sort of big expansion on, on the food was you know when it became an official food of Halifax. That's when a lot more people started eating eating it all of the hours of the day, drunk, sober, young, old, male, female. Uh, it was it's it's really grown in terms of when you can eat a donair because it's not as bad as people think it is for you. It's it's not that bad. I mean, you can make a salad be have a thousand calories in it if you add on all this bacon and 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 dressing and that but you know if you have the reasonable amount of of doner sauce on your on your donair it's not that bad for you it's very high in protein and um so it's it's getting out of that stigma of late night drunk greasy food yeah which it still can be and that's fine yeah but um yeah so in terms of the busiest day super bowl is busy yeah for sure but a summertime when we've got a lot of tourists and would be would be a probably one of our busiest times
0: i used to work at the uh the prince george hotel i yeah. was a concierge and same thing summertime really busy and oddly enough i remember this there'd be people coming in from like alabama like middle america china yeah. and they come up right to the concierge desk and they'd ask two things where do you get the best lobster and yeah. where do you get the best air? that's funny
1: no, but you're like Alabama. You're like, what? How do you know about this? It's crazy, and and you know, like we we sell uh, quite a bit of merch online, and more of our stuff goes to the like you said, Alabama. Like I, I keep a list uh, cause just because it blows my mind. Like how the hell do you know about us? Like somewhere in Wisconsin or or uh, you know Alabama or Mississippi. Uh, like how do you know about this? Well, uh, the the Trailerpark Boys, you know, have been. That's yep. really helped spread the word a lot. And we've got a lot of people, I can't wait to come. I can't wait to come and, and try this just because they hear it about it on TV or yeah. on the Trail Park Boys. But, yeah, it's 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 strange cities, strange to me to hear they want to get a King of Denaire t-shirt or a hat. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Right
0: back to what I was saying like 20 minutes ago about how there's things from around here that are so embedded in the culture around the world. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You bring up Trailer Park Boys. What What are those guys like? How How does it work when they're in character? When they're not in character? Like when you're conducting business with them? Like how does that like How does that work?
1: <laughs> you know, so it's it's not like hey bubbles, w-, you know. Yeah. Like, like, like well, not, what that. do you? Do? Yeah. No. no. So <laughs> we, there, there's uh, there's uh, I, I gotta you know there's a guy there that they, they talk to like Jason. a manager. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he's he's great and he's always you know if I, we have an idea it's like we're trying to cook up a new idea coming up with them uh, uh, in the near future. It's just like hey man, what do you think of this? Yeah, for sure. Let's set it up and we'll 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 work something out. Out. So it's just uh, yeah, I guess you want to call it manager. Uh, talk to a guy there and and uh, make arrangements. I'll need that contact. I want <laughs> them on
0: this show. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Are they they're based on, Are they in Halifax? Like they're yeah, around Dartmouth. here? Cool,
1: Dartmouth. Yeah. Dartmouth. yeah. Same another thing. Those guys around the world. Yeah, and and they're huge. I mean, you know, I've I've been a fan of the show. You know before before any of this but then now being in it it's just like the messages we get and i can only imagine what they get and then seeing their their uh their mailbag you know their their sort of podcast it's insane and like i've, I've been you know I, I lived in australia i live in the uk and when people hear oh you're from nova scotia do you know the trailer park boys Have you ever heard them and they love it over there it's w- literally worldwide it's yeah.
0: nuts. it's all it's I, I get it, but yeah. I also don't get it. It's it's just like all right, dang, like low budget yeah. trailer park yeah, boys, yeah.
1: like they hit like that certain niche and people just love it. I just remember you know showcase that was like I think that was the first time I saw I was like showcase to me didn't seem like yeah. it wasn't like a big production maybe it was but not not in my mind just kind of seemed like sort of chintzy like logo and that but uh that's just what in my mind what, what i picture it is. obviously it's a lot bigger than that and they've been on many they're on netflix now for you know yeah, they so are. it's uh it's crazy how many seasons do they have now? like 8 12 they're up there 14 14 maybe yeah
0: i remember like i wasn't allowed to watch it when i was real young so i'd have to wait <laughs> same thing showcase
1: yeah
0: or show time or showcase
1: maybe show something show something yeah. i'd
0: wait up to like 1 a.m till the parents went to sleep just uh, chucked yeah. it on there watched it that's funny That's a great time you said you lived in uh
1: where did you say you lived london uh just Aust- outside london but australia and england what are you yeah. doing what were you doing out there going to school oh f- to be a lawyer yeah yeah I'd, law yeah, school yeah yeah, yeah. i Studied went to law abroad. school in australia and i uh, did a master's in uh, in england
0: what was that what's australia like i was wicked yeah
1: I mean, where, where i was it was like literally like it's felt like a you know we we uh, I, me i like to go to hot places go to beaches for vacation so that felt like a you know permanent vacation I was on the gold coast and Ugh. You know, thirty degree weather, and and it was uh it was beautiful. Tough to study in that weather, or? uh, you get. It. I mean, I I was there for a purpose, right? So I, yeah. I I know how I'm pretty good at balancing, you know, responsibilities and having fun at the same time. So good, yeah. So there were times for sure were tough. Yeah. What about London? What was it like living there? Uh, it was cool. It was uh, I, I prefer just I like the climate of Australia better, but uh, yeah, it was still fun. Great experience. Easy to travel.
0: Yeah. yeah, you learn a lot of lessons about living away from home. Yeah, at least yeah. I, lived in Vancouver for a bit.
1: Just yeah. learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, for learned sure. Learned a lot about yourself. Yeah.
0: How old were you when you did all this?
1: Uh, early twenties, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, early twenties.
0: So when you're in your head, when you're over there working, are you going? I'm going to be at Kod working and running that franchise, or when you're over there, are you thinking, No, I'm going to be a lawyer.
1: Yeah. Well, I for for my master's kind of was. You know, I knew something business. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I've even, I was thinking about doing my PhD and, and going, I kind of, I, I left that. So I was, I was sort of still thinking like, you know, school, something around school. Like I, I taught university for five years. What university? Uh, mostly it was just part-time there, mostly at St. Mary's, but I taught at DAL. I taught at the Mount as well. No way. Uh, under undergrad law program there. But um, so I was, you know, I didn't really, when, when I was going to, to, to law school, I knew, I, didn't, I wasn't going to practice. I knew that for sure. And, you know, 50% of law grads, I don't know, that may be an outdated stat right now, but they don't practice. It's such a good backing to have in, in really any business. But um, uh, I knew at one point, you know, it was eventually to go back and work, work with the family business for sure.
0: What's the one thing that you took from that aspect of your life of going to school and brought it to KOD? Is there any, like, lesson or any maybe, like, law that you learned and brought it to business?
1: Oh, well, I mean— I deal. I, I kind of use indirectly the law every day, whether it's looking at a contractor or just it's just literally. It's honestly a way, a different way of thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a, the head coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Same thing. Studied to become a lawyer. Oh yeah. And then became like an agent, I think, and now he's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nice. And I was in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of now that you bring that up. There's a bunch of guys that I know that their background is law, didn't become a lawyer, and then they're successful in any sort of
1: business. Yeah, that's a it's a good uh, foundation for 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 business
0: yeah. yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of reading there a lot is of,
1: yeah, i mean you can you can read they'd say read these 10 articles i mean i, I wasn't big on reading i, I would i get the point of it yeah i mean uh it can be yeah yeah
0: oh I mean that's awesome i thought i had no idea that's that's yeah. good for you yeah that's fun that's sick um the plans for i guess i is COVID over are we allowed to say that it's still going it's still it's going, still going what are what's what's the agenda i guess for the rest to ride this out are you just happy with things that you're doing or is there any game plan to change because if you're saying sales are up through skip the dishes and uber eats there's no point of changing anything but maybe in your head you have something
1: yeah and and like again that's that's us we're 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 grounded here you know we're established here yeah. we've been here for a while but at west it's it's a different story like i mean i know some we've got a place rural grand prairie which i'd never even heard about before you know going there um you know it's 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 a lot different atmosphere there than it is here so you know we've got what do we have one one active case right now i don't know if if that uh, whereas you know still in alberta they're getting hundreds a day so it's it's i can't speak for out there they're they're not having the same success yeah just because of where they are and, and what's going on uh but in terms of moving forward with it it's uh you know everyone says the second wave second wave's coming it's just focus on delivery and and uh just try and get the word out there as much as you can
0: let's say i'm hanging out with you for the day you and me we both work at kod and i'm mentoring you what are we doing from the time we wake up to the time the day is done to (laughs) run that business it's
1: literally it's literally like it's literally that's that's the beauty of of uh, why why i'm happy and doing what i'm doing like i I love work uh it's not like a nine to five it's a start to finish Uh, i can if i want I can go to the gym at one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. I can go relax for a bit, and because I'm going back to work at eight or nine o'clock, when my kids go to sleep. So it, it's it's honestly different every day, and and if I get bored of something with KOD, I can throw in something else. Like I said, we've got other uh, d- diversified businesses we're into, so um, it's hard to say. Like I, I <laughs> certain days, like say Thursday, I'll, I'll go around to a few of the stores. I'll go downtown. Uh, I've got you know set things I do on certain days, but it, it, every day is honestly different.
0: That's kind of nice though. It's refreshing. Yeah, it is. When yeah. you talk about a person that's kind of sick of their job, it's the guy that's doing the same thing every day. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to freshen that up. No, for sure. Keep and like, like I say,
1: I'm fortunate that I can, all right, well, if this, if I'm pissed off at something today or if I don't feel like doing this right now, I can put that on hold because there's always something else to do. There's always something that, uh, you know, there's, there's always something to do. Yeah. And uh, unless there's a, a hard timeline on it or a deadline on it, then it's, okay, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm going to move on to something else. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's good. Same thing here. Yeah. I'm not trying to play like top the story, but it's just like, you know, if I'm working on something and I'm pissed off, yeah. no, I'm going to work on something else. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Yeah. It's really cool. I like how sometimes businesses, they're different. Like this is a different business than KOD, but yeah, same problems I find. Yeah. You got to put the same things out. You got to figure things out. You got to work towards other things.
1: For sure. And, and, and I think for, you know, I think. I believe you when you say, "Oh, it's a similar thing." Like, I mean, you could say, "Oh, maybe I don't want to cover this." I don't know if you've talked about food before. I don't listen to all, every podcast, yeah. but but you know, you're, you're a lot lot more on sports, right?
0: Well, we're I mean, on sports, but, like, sports can kind of become repetitive. That's what so, I'm saying. So yeah. I'm like,
1: throwing a air now to switch it up a bit, right?
0: We got Affy coming on from the Bahamas. You know him? No. He's a he's a huge artist. He's on Jimmy Kimmel. He's got millions of views on YouTube. His name's uh, Affy, I forget his last name, but he's in a band called the Bahamas, and it's, it's him and a bunch of artists. He was at the Halifax Jazz Fest last year. He featured. He was the head act. Oh, cool. Anyways, he lives in Halifax, and he called me this morning. Same thing. He's just like, I don't really know anything about sports. I'm like, well, I don't. Like, yeah, it's high-button sports, but we have athletes that come on here. We don't even talk about sports. We just talk about life. Yeah. You know, it's the thing I like about the podcast and how we can diversify. Because if you have a hockey player on here five days a week, yeah. some of the stories become somewhat similar. For sure. So it's nice to have a little mix-up and have a, a story come on about, like I said, entrepreneurship, artists, comedians, yeah. musicians, anything.
1: Yeah. Because no, get, get.
0: it's it, it, and it's funny. Like I know it, it might be hard to believe, but you have these conversations so much. Every story, success story, just kind of evolves around the same thing, which is work, don't stop. Yeah. And like have blinders on. Just keep going straight. Don't look to the right or left and just keep going. It doesn't matter if you're a hockey player, you, you're a musician, you just keep on going. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Yeah.
1: And that, that winds your audience too, right? It's not like yeah. you're not just getting the hockey fans. It's uh it's, Well it
0: kinda it kinda makes me more interested. You know, like I said, if we had a hockey player in here five days a week, that fifth episode on Friday, I'd be like, okay, well, what's what are we going to talk about here? Yeah. You know, is it something I already talked about four days out of the week? Yeah. So it's nice to have a guy like you in here and other people just to kind of freshen things up. So, uh, you know, I enjoy that side of it. But then not even the podcast. Like when we went in to do the, uh, remember how you taught me how to make a do air like three years ago? Yeah, yeah. Like things like that. That's great. And that widens our viewership. For sure. You know, it's, it's always thinking differently, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a podcast out in Alberta one day. We'll just huh. do it in the back of KOD, like all the way out there. Yeah, hopefully. And back in the kitchen.
1: When there's no when there's no 14-day uh, no, uh, quarantine. Yeah, like I Coming know. back. I and, know. And, That's, is there quarantines in other places in Canada, or is it just here? I think it's just here. Is it just here?
0: You don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, other places I've heard as well. Some I've even heard they've knocked it down to 10 days. Is it down to 10 days? I don't know. That's probably why we're doing so well here with the cases, the fact yeah. that we're just doing things like that. Yeah. We're pretty safe. Someone said like the safest place in North America is here yeah. the other day.
1: Yeah. They're comparing it to little New Zealand. I mean, because New Zealand at one point was, I don't know how long they went with no cases, but uh, it, it is one of the safest spots in the world.
0: Oh, it's nice. Yeah. I feel like everyone's respecting it too. You go to the grocery store, everyone's got the mask on. Yeah. You know, it's just, everyone's kind of respecting the rule. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: Yeah. There's there's the odd, you know, there's, yeah. There's always someone who's, who's against everything for any reason yeah yeah no for for majority 100 percent,
0: yeah um i guess what it comes down to is i don't even figure what i was gonna ask here oh yeah rest of the day i know i already asked you like from nine to five what are you doing but rest of the day what are you doing
1: yeah i'm gonna head uh, your phone's phone's blowing up it's uh i'm gonna get some lunch in a bit (laughs) what are you gonna have for lunch uh oh i gotta i'm trying to get this i'm on a six-week challenge right now six-week challenge of what uh it's uh this, uh, I go to a gym here called Evolve, and it's it, they do like these six-week challenges where you these habits you have, and and just uh, basically I'm trying to eat healthier. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go home, and I've got this I've got this this, this uh, wicked shake that I make. It's chocolate peanut butter. and I literally crave it every day. Like I have it. It's like I look forward to having it. So I'm home, have a shake, and uh, and try and throw some not big on veggies, but throw some veggies in, and then uh, have my lunch, and uh, go back to the office. And I've got a couple uh, email interviews there, and uh, I've got some paperwork, and uh, like I've got some. Uh, today my big focus is uh is on um our expansion for you know, I was talking about that US expansion yeah. or the, the multi sort of uh location expansion is uh working on some stuff for that. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I
0: you did bring up um martial arts, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask how you got involved with that?
1: Yeah, no for sure. Uh my, my older brother was uh he, he you know, basically I did everything he did, you know, from football to, to martial arts and I was always in some form of martial arts, whether it was karate or or um, I guess just karate. but Like um, from a kid, as a kid? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then um, I played football my whole life, and uh, after football, it was just a nice something to fill the void because uh, that's, you know, quite a bit of dedication, seven days a week and film and on top of that. So um, I was actually over in Australia. I, I did I, you know, did a bit of jiu-jitsu here uh, while I was at St. Mary's, and then I just couldn't juggle football and that. And then uh, when I went to Australia, I was playing football down there as well, and uh, I just started there was a club that opened up close to me and i stopped going to football practices and <laughs> and uh just showed up for games and then s- started going to jiu-jitsu more so i guess the heavy of it when i really got into it was in australia then i came back here and and uh yeah, i've been doing it ever since
0: how many gyms are
1: around here for jiu-jitsu there's probably a uh, half a dozen i'd say no way yeah but, uh, and where i train is titans jiu-jitsu and you know, uh, Kevin Taylor and Peter Martell, those guys are the OGs in jiu-jitsu for Atlanta, Canada. Um, they, you know, they brought really the sport here to, to the province. From where? Um, they they're, they would trying out VHS tapes uh, of Henzo Gracie, who's based out of New York. So then they go up to New York and, and learn there. But literally it was it was... It was peter would go around from gym to gym and whether it's a wrestling gym or a boxing gym or or you know judo and he'd, he'd try and basically challenge people and be like hey let me let me try this and no uh, yeah so that's how it started and then him and kevin got together and so they've been doing jiu-jitsu here geez i don't know probably the early 90s that's crazy yeah and they're still doing it now till this day and, and like like i said my uh i've been doing it probably 10 plus years, and I've got my son who just started last month in it now too. So, hold your son, sir. Five,
0: no way. Yeah, I, I Joe, talk, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time the benefits of jiu jitsu, not even Man. physical, jiu- not even physically, just mentally. Yeah, do
1: you what are the benefits you get from it? It's it's such like we talk about Sigma with Don't Air. I think jiu jitsu, I think it's, it's getting away from that, but it's not like people think meathead, meathead, you know, it's 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 not like that. It, it is a very cerebral and smart sport. Uh, it's, it's not just, you know, obviously if you have physically gifted, then it's going to help if you're, if you're fast, if you have different body types, it's going to help, but it's really using your mind. It's, it's people say all the time, human chest, human chest. And I feel like that gets thrown around and it's so true because there's a move for a move for a move for a move. There's a counter for a counter for a counter for a counter. There's just always thinking, it's not just what can I do right now? It's what do I do? You know, two or three steps down, because if you try something. There's gonna be a counter for that, and then you're gonna have a counter for that, and it's just really thinking. It, it keeps you sharp. Um, it's a lot of people use it to relieve frustration, but I mean it's 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 a few things. It's it's learning. You're literally learning all the time. Uh, it's it's active. It's physical. Um, it's just uh, it's so fun.
0: That's wicked. And, and I love to I hear lie. A
1: lot of people get get so many benefits out of it too. Um, you know, you hear people say Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, and if I was, you know, it, it's like I was talking about um, Anthony Bourdain there. You know, he and I don't know the exact quotes, but he said before, you know, he used to be waiting out at in, in alley, you know, alleyways waiting for their for to get his next, you know, whatever drugs he was doing. Now it's like I wait in alleyways, now I'm waiting for the gym to open up and <laughs> it's literally people get hooked on it. It's, it's it's just fills this addictive you know, whether I had a bad addiction before or whether it's like I said, for me it was filling the void of, of have, not having football. It 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 fills this void and you just you, you, you get you just want more of it really yeah no it's it's uh it's super cool
0: i'd love to try it I like i don't i i somewhat understand what you're saying but to fill a void that's that's yeah. crazy
1: yeah and and like yeah i mean i i don't want to get too weird or, or deep no, into no, don't it don't but care, man. it's um yeah like for me it's it's like uh yeah i don't know it helped me out a lot yeah so, yeah it's pretty cool
0: what does your son say about it five years old what does he say when he comes home from like a class
1: <laughs> yeah he he uh no he loves it and i i i'm there so i'm I'm helping coach okay. he, his class too but uh no he, he loves it. i mean at that age it's almost like you you. they're playing games but they're they don't know really know they're they, working they, on techniques yeah yeah so they, they have like fun games like crazy horse for example is this game that you play where you you're and hold on someone's back and they try and buck you off and they think they're trying to ride the horse but really it's practicing their back control and, and they're, they're you know, just oh. taking control of the back um, spider kid you know you're on top of a kid you're supposed to have these uh, you're on top of someone you're supposed to have your hands are like webs and keep your hand on the ground while they're trying to knock you off but it's really working on their mouth and their balance so there's there's fun games you can play with it like that so for, for him it's, he's just having fun yeah. um, but uh, it's a good it's a good way to introduce kids because you know you even see now in martial arts you're getting different a different kind of fighter now, uh, because kids are starting at this age, five years old, whereas for me there was you know, people weren't doing MMA or or jiu-jitsu at, at five years old. You know they were getting in at 20 years old or mm. maybe a bit younger. So now you're getting these kids who are they're not playing hockey at, at five or they may be, but it's not football, soccer, those are options. But now there's the other option of jiu-jitsu and MMA. So you're getting these younger athletes who are you know pure martial artists. Um, cool. From from a kid, from when they can walk, and it's it's you're seeing it now in the UFC and in the jiu-jitsu game, uh, where people you know they're just miles ahead of everyone else who are picking it up as as a, as a teenager or twenty year old.
0: I never thought of that, and it sounds affordable too, more yeah, affordable than hockey. For sure,
1: yeah. I, I never played hockey, but I, I know every, everyone. I know the stories. How much it's the expensive? Pricey. Yeah, yeah. And so this one here, literally, you get a gi, and and you pay your, your your fees at the at the gym. It's it's there's no comparison.
0: And the popularity of it has skyrocketed from. Well, when I was a kid, it wasn't even existed. The yeah. UFC obviously wasn't a thing, yeah. but the popularity of it now, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, Everyone's a somewhat of a little bit of a fan of the UFC, even yeah. if you don't know the fighters or techniques. Yeah. You know, Saturday night comes on, you see you like a fighter, you're going to buy some pay-per-view and watch especially,
1: that. Especially now. I mean, it's really, well, you know, they were they were the first ones. Now, you've, you've got all the, basically the finals of hockey, basketball, and, and baseball, and football started up. But I mean, for a couple months there, it was the only thing going on on sports. Yeah. Um, but and on top of that for kids too it's a confidence building you know and it's 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 huge to build a kid's confidence um and then there's obviously the the bullying aspect and all that so there's you can't i can't say enough good things about it
0: that's awesome yeah. wanted, what's the guy's name that started the he has the class uh you said he started it here
1: yeah peter martell and kevin taylor is he a talkative guy like what, what, what either one of them want to come on <laughs> maybe no? not kevin but no, <laughs> peter i can see peter doing it peter yeah okay sounds good peter yeah. if you're listening
0: love to have you on <laughs> that'd be cool I'll tell him, yeah
1: that'd yeah. be sick how many people are like in a class when you're there uh well now now with you know COVID actually October first or we're getting that for sports uh, increasing it to oh, we fifty know. right but oh, yeah we know. <laughs> um uh you know like bef- pre COVID you're you're looking at you know a good class twenty plus
0: so it's like everyone has a partner yeah you just kind of
1: yeah uh well yeah I mean you, you sort of now like you kind of try and stick to one person during COVID times like you'll do your techniques with them but uh, how a typical class would work you do your warm up you you learn a few techniques and you learn some counterfeit the techniques yeah. then you'll have a roll so then you roll with everyone I'll roll with you roll What with does that apart. mean a roll? Uh, like it's like you know let's work on what we did let's grapple grapple okay yeah Grapple, I guess, is the best way to say it.
0: Is there leagues around here? Like, if, if like, someone wanted to go watch?
1: Uh, they're, they're t- right now, there's a, there's a couple promotions. There are one promotions doing, like, closed-off stuff, again, because of COVID. But prior to that, yeah, there was uh, uh, quite a few tournaments going on. St. Mary's held a, a few last year. And out of province, one came from Ontario, or Montreal, put on some. And local clubs will put them on. Yeah. So there are tournaments all over. But, That's again, annoying. this just stopped everything, this COVID stuff, right? I know.
0: Every time the conversation goes somewhere, it's like, yeah, but COVID stopped. it, yeah. so we had nothing to do. Yeah,
1: like even we, we go down to, you know, I, I go down to New York uh, quite a bit, and I go train down there. And we do did you? A, yeah, and we did a uh, – uh, our club went, I think, last year. A bunch of us went then too. And now I don't even think they're training there right now. Why not? Oh, because everything yeah. is COVID. Yeah. yeah. And New York is just like insane too. But I think the gym – I think Henzo's is closed down. What's well, yeah. Hens? that's the H- gym H- Henzel, in New yeah, York? Yeah, our gym, yeah. So we're Henzo Gracie Club. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Henzel Gracie's a guy, and yeah, his – uh. uh Jesus, is not even open there right now. Oh man, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, apparently New York has a bad too right now. It's high, high stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm here and not there.
0: So yeah. Well, sorry. Is the gym open here? Like you can yeah. work here? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. limited numbers. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, cool. You know, wear your mask when you go in, and yeah, and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Come in one door, go at the other kind of thing. So no, try and lo- limit.
0: Yeah. I'd love to try it. Like I hear so many good things about it. Yeah. Just an everyday conversation. Come down sometime. Let me know. I'm kind of nervous, Oh, you're a big dude, like, I can't, like, well, I can't grapple with that, you. And
1: that's, and that's the thing, too, man, it's not like, it's, it's, it's fun when you get these, you know, guys who come in think they're, and it's not, not, does, I'm not saying it like it happens every day, but it does, you'll get someone who thinks, oh, I'm strong, or I I, I did this, I did that, uh, I, I'm i going to come in, you know, you'll get these little guys who, you know, are 100 pounds less than, than, than this big guy coming in, and they'll just make them look like a dummy. Really? Yeah that's the thing it's not it's it's a smart sport it's not just how strong you are now if you've got great technique you're smart and you're strong that's that's a good combination right yeah. but um if you, you need technique you need you need to be smart too you almost need to be thinking ahead of another move for before sure the other guy for sure yeah and it's using someone else's body weight too right like if you someone who's never done it before they're going to come in like like this and try and use yeah. all their energy so they're going to blow their load right away or they're going to just be uh you know they're going to be pushing someone and you know it takes like to parry a punch right it's someone can come with all kinds of energy just little little movement to, to knock their punch out of the way yeah. I mean very similar with jiu Jitsu someone can be trying to you know hold you down tight and you just pull them out of the way and it's uh
0: it's fun I'm gonna do some research after this podcast just yeah. kind of look it up that's cool for sure um what position did you play in football
1: uh mostly mostly uh, linebacker okay but then like I said I went I played in England I played in australia and, and the level competition is a bit lesser so I was just having <laughs> fun you know Playing a bit of fullback, D line, really, whatever. Yeah? yeah. You ever
0: play rugby in Australia? Never. No. No.
1: No. Uh, just because football, I, I'd, it was, it was very popular over there. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, like, I mean, in, in uh, England, I think there was like forty something I played for university there. There was like forty something teams in the in the, in the league, um, and then in Australia, it was a men's league. Uh, they had state uh, teams. They had a national team. You know that's uh it was it was a lot bigger than I thought. Like even my team, there was like a, a left tackle who played f- at Michigan uh, with Tom Brady. Uh, you <laughs> know, you'd hear about oh this team's got a Vanderbilt quarterback, or you know, there's there's a lot of uh you know U.S. people and Canadians who go down there whether they're traveling or you know met a girl or something and they play down there too. So there's some good talent. I wouldn't have thought that. That's no, crazy. No, good to know. know. Yeah, I didn't think that either.
0: Because l- now that I think about it, the NFL they they do
1: games in the they do games in London, and don't they? Yeah, yeah, exhibition and regular season. Yeah, yeah. and uh. You know, it's funny, I was, I was joking around uh, with with my wife actually uh, on Saturday night, I was watching the fights, and I said I was be, I was ahead of my time because when I, for my master's I had to do a dissertation, uh, which is like your thesis, and, and uh, I was going to do it on, uh, I, I made a proposal to do it on either the internationalization of football or MMA, and there wasn't enough academic research at the time, and now you look at MMA where they're literally fighting, you know, UFC's putting on events all over the world, I think now they they said uh on Saturday they've seven different nationalities for champions in the weight classes and then look at the NFL where you know they're playing in Mexico and in in London and Canada and and they're doing a big push for uh international players as well um you know even when I played in Australia there there was a uh, an Aussie there who uh jesse williams he uh you know he got picked up by seattle seahawks no way um and uh you know they're trying to get the the big islanders down there because they're just massive forces right and a lot of aussies will go and be kickers or punters in in the nfl so uh, i was just joking saying you know i was ahead of my time trying to do a dissertation on that whereas now both sports are so global did you ever go to new zealand and see the all backs play no I i never did uh i uh yeah, I, that, was, that was a regret living. I was there for 2 years oh, Wait, you
0: New lived in New Zealand. No, no, no. Oh, I was Aust- in Australia. yeah, I Australia, was a regret right not going year. to yeah. New Zealand being so yeah. close. Yeah.
1: I, I I did Thailand. I did uh, you know, travel around Australia. I was playing football too and and uh so my weekends would be doing games. And went to uh Japan while I was there, but never never did New Zealand. No. Uh, no. So, I'll have to go back there at some point. Japan, Thailand, yeah. Australia. You've yeah. been around. Yeah, yeah. You probably had cuz if you think of I don't know,
0: whenever I think of Europe at least, I think of Gyro yeah, yeah, you know. Like, you, like you must have.
1: Yeah, gyros, the kebabs, the donors. The so kebab, you, the doner yeah. kebab. And, and you look at it, and that's why a lot of people say they'll, they'll be like, oh, doner, it's not the same thing. First of all, I think we're spelling it wrong because we put an I in it. Isn't a donor? Or, yeah, we have that in Germany. We have that here too. It's because when you look at it, it's just a piece of rotating meat, which a lot of people everywhere around the world has that, and it's on a bread, but it, it's, uh, you always say you have to taste it. I mean, it's it's there are the three components, the, the bread, your, your carb, The protein, which is the meat, and then your sauce—they're all different. You know, we use uh, a Lebanese pita, whereas most places have like almost a non-bread or a thicker gyro uh, pita. Uh, We use 100% beef, and whereas most places have either a pork, lamb, or or a hybrid of of, of beef and lamb or something. And then the sauce—most places use a tzatziki or a mayo-based, whereas we have the sweet doner sauce. Different, yeah. So you've got to taste it. I mean, look—the look of it—it looks the same. And that was that was a tough thing that we were trying to break. You know, we're trying to sort of. How do we differentiate it from a rotating piece of meat? But, but it's tough. You can't really do that unless you taste it.
0: Yeah, so. it's a that's a tough thing to market outside of yeah. separating separating it. Yeah, yeah, because it is all over Europe.
1: Yeah, it's all over the states too. They've got in little, you know, the do, halal or, guys. Halal, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and they're huge.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. But no, it, it's a completely different taste. Yeah, 100. percent But that's the essential grab in Europe. Yeah, kebab. It's on every corner. Yeah. It's everywhere, but then you come back here it's completely different yeah. but if there's people in Alabama and China coming over here in the summertime and they're like where's the best stone air we, then some people must somewhat know
1: yeah and it spread like 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 we said like the Anthro-Rodan, that was you know an official food of Halifax like those are big events that really helped brought us yeah helped and and we actually had a guy it was two years ago now. A reporter from Japan uh, sent an email, and it was it was uh, Kyoto News. And um, <laughs> I kind of looked at it, and I was like, this looks like spam. We get spam all the time. It's like, we're like oh, maybe it's real. So I wrote back to the guy. And uh, long story short, his first time in Canada, he came to Halifax to try Donair. He was here for three days yeah. and did an interview uh, with, with myself and my family. And uh, Mayor Savage came down for it. And uh, he, he came here because he, there's a big... Uh, he said kebab uh, culture going on in Japan right now He heard about the donair So he flew in here And he had a translator with him as well Because he didn't speak very good English And I came here for three days To do a, an article on the uh, on the doner. No way From Japan It was nuts Just I, to interview you guys Just to interview us it Came in the winter time So he never experienced that kind of cold Never been to Canada And uh, he was he was in the store eating donairs Three days in a row Get the fuck That's amazing That yeah, no, was cool <laughs>
0: That's crazy yeah. He's trying to smuggle like donairs Back in his suitcase yeah, yeah, to yeah, Japan yeah, That's yeah. amazing Yeah that's incredible, man. You guys have an amazing story. That's awesome. Yeah, that was different. Um, we're coming up on an hour here, so I'm sure you're really busy. I'll let you go. Um, last minute of the podcast is yours. If you want to thank anyone, family, friends, customers, you go for it, man.
1: Uh, yeah, customers thank thank you guys for uh for obviously eating and supporting us. And uh I mean we've got probably the most loyal customers out there. Um so uh yeah, obviously we thank them and thank you guys for this was a lot of fun, man. I, I enjoyed no it.
0: And thank you very much for lunch. We appreciate yeah, that. We're yeah, going to yeah, enjoy no that problem. right now. Cool. Um, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in once again. We appreciate it. Uh it's Monday, beginning of the week. Get after it, have fun, stay safe, wear a mask. We are out. Peace.
2: Tell me that i I deserve all the pain that you put me through oh. I really hate that I give a fuck Pressing my mind, I don't wanna pick up We know enough will never be enough I play to together, she keep calling my love Baby diving deeper and deeper She don't believe me when I tell her that I need her Yes, I should've stayed where I belong Cause once you make it back to your happy home well, I'm alone, every night alone Why am I alone? alone. Don't you want me to never Maybe I'd be better on the run. Double vision playing all week. This feels like a game of survival. Why am I dying for a title? Is it even worth a fight? When i just end up alone, every night alone. Why am I alone? I don't know that you want me to am I wrong? i mm-hmm. mm-hmm.